0: Johnny, a while ago, we had an event called Stoutgasm. Could you please tell me what that was and how it was? Stoutgasm 2018, the first inaugural event,
1: was an amazing festival of our Patreon friends Mm -hmm. and us coming together and enjoying everything that is dark and stouty and barrel-aged and delicious. And... It was an amazing party that we all had. We got to know each other better. Great stories were told. And that all happened because every single person at this party is a $1 donor to our Patreon. That's right. You can get special access to our parties for just $1, which is the lowest tier on our reward system. And guess what? The rewards only
0: get cooler from there. Exactly. If you don't know what he's talking about, it's patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. You can donate to the show. We give you cool stuff back. We have events. You can help us pick out movies. You can be on the show. Go to patreon.com slash freshhop cinema, check it out. Takes a couple seconds. We really think it'll be worth your time. But if you don't want to, here's the rest of the show. Hope you enjoy it. But please come to Patreon. It's the best. Why don't we begin? We hope you enjoy This it's Fresh Hop Cinema. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to Fresh Hop Cinema. To welcome you to this episode, I am one of your co-hosts named Max Minardi. And I am another companion of yes. your co hosting this. There are no more co-hosts, it's just us. Yeah. Just uh, just, oh, I'm, I'm Johnny Summers, by the way. Yeah, you didn't say that. No, I, do, just, I was uh, getting there. Just the two of us. Uh, this is a podcast about craft You and uh, I. Yeah, forever. In a little toy shop. Were you going for Nina? No. Back balloons and the money we bought. Let that's 99 at the of dawn with nina yeah 99 luft balloons yeah or by uh that other band that covered it goldfinger i think did yeah, it yeah i love yeah. 99 red balloons i covered that because there's a whole german verse in, yeah. in the goldfinger version i covered it when i was in high school in a band cool we'll save that oh, should, that's what i'll talk about in a minute you should bring that back this is a podcast about film and craft beer and obviously some other stuff sometimes all the time every time uh we've been recording this show for a while now uh a year and a half, ballpark. Sure. And we have gotten our structure down to a three-act show. It took us this long. Yeah, we got it, though. We, yeah. It's like first time we've really framed it. Yeah, so we've got a beginning, a middle, and an end. Correct. Now, we do talk about movies, like we said, and oftentimes these movies are current. Oftentimes, if you see it in the list of the show, you're like, I haven't seen this movie yet. I don't want it to be spoiled. Well, we're here to put you at ease because Johnny made up a thing called The Danger Zone. Boom. That is our third segment. Where we talk about a movie as
1: if you were just in the theater with us. We're going to sit back, crack open a cold one, and really break it down like we all just saw it. Yeah. Spoil- in, in, yeah. Spoilers galore. Uh, all kinds of interesting things. Tidbits we wouldn't normally have said in the rest of the episode about yes. the movie.
0: I was going to say in some cases we crack open a warm one, you know, because yeah. of stouts and stuff. But That's true. oftentimes we crack open one, and then, yeah, we, we don't give any spoilers away for the movie, uh, for for the episode prior to The Danger Zone. So you've been warned. Exactly. Um, so that said, this week we're talking about Call Me By Your Name. So if you haven't seen it yet, we go, go see it and then listen to the whole episode. But if you're just driving or you're doing your thing, just uh, tune it out for the last segment and then come back when you have seen it. Or if you don't care, just listen through and have fun with us. Yep. And in case you're wondering what we're drinking today, I know it's a mystery
1: to Max. I haven't yeah, I don't told know yet. him. We are going to be covering a brewery that is brand new to this area. Cool. Literally got delivered to Chico today. All right. Yep.
0: Called Novo Brazil. Novo Brazil, which I have actually heard of. Out of. I had a beer by them Yeah, uh, maybe three or four weeks ago. No kidding. Um, They're
1: yeah. out of Chula Vista, California. Do you have a
0: really colorful can? It looks like it should be on an island with like two cans on it. Maybe there's not a two can. There's a two can. It's a good beer, man. There's a two can. Uh, I can't think of what it's called, but yeah, we'll get there. We might be drinking it tonight. Yeah. So typically, how this show works. This is how we should just start every episode. We'd be like, so this is how it works, and then people are like, could you stop telling us how it works? Yeah, we know. Seriously,
1: please stop telling. Um, but then, us.
0: like, maybe somebody new is listening. Yeah. If you're new to the show, welcome. We've got thanks a, for coming. A segment now called "What's Got You Hot." Yeah, sure.
1: What's got you hot and bothered?
0: Yeah, it's like what's what's really what's really heated up your life lately. Yeah. And uh, Johnny's going to start because he is warm. Yeah, I am. And I'm really warm on
1: the new Max Minardi album. Thanks, man. It is some sexy time music. Sup? Some mommy, daddy time music we if I've it? ever heard it. No, we left it. No, the well. album's out there. Uh, also, what I'm, I'm really been geeked on lately uh, is movies. Been watching a ton of movies mm-hmm. lately. So that's really been nice. Maybe watched one of my new favorite horror movies. Ooh.
0: Yeah. What is
1: it? A horror movie on Netflix called The Devil's Candy. Okay. Be terrifying. It was really good. What is that about? In a nutshell. In a nutshell, kind of typical um, family moves into a haunted house. Great, great uh, start. But the dad in the family is like a super metalhead, like painter. So he's like an artistic metalhead guy, uh, long hair, tattoos, and he just paints in his his garage. And mm-hmm. he's got a little metalhead daughter that wears like Slayer shirts to high school, and cool. I was immediately in love with this yeah, little right, girl, sure. like future little me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, kind of just chaos ensues. Uh, their previous tenant of the house uh, were killed by that guy. Yeah. Oh, it's terrifying.
0: Let me uh, let me read the uh, the IMDb description here. This is a two thousand fifteen movie uh, written and directed by Sean Byrne, and it says a struggling painter is possessed by satanic forces after he and his young family move into their dream home in rural Texas in this creepy haunted house tale that sounds a lot like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah, slash not even, the Amityville horror. Mostly e- the Amityville. Yeah,
1: not even close to Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, little bit, just the Texas yeah, part, I guess. A little bit Amityville, uh, but definitely one of the most suspenseful, like gritty, like little, there was a few times that I was like realized I was holding my breath. Really? Yeah, and horror movies don't usually do that to me. Yeah, you you watch a lot of them. Yeah, and this was uh, really an exemplary. This uh, was reading an article from, I, th- I can't remember what magazine art. I go through like what's, enter insert the genre, top movies on Netflix right now. And yeah. And right. pull up a lot of lists. I usually just go to lists of magazines from magazines or articles of places that I trust. Right. That I would read their stuff anyway. And this one was the number one must watch movie on Netflix That's for crazy. horrors. Did you? And yeah, it's running a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Ninety percent. Mm-hmm.
0: That's pretty good, man. Did you ever see It Comes at Night? Have you seen that? I yet? still haven't seen that. Okay, one You got to see that. I
1: need to watch that one.
0: Um, it's a little more open ended. It's not like a slasher
1: kind okay. of movie, but but yeah, this cool. one's got me hyped, man. And I have one more thing. But is there anything
0: you're hot about? I was going to talk movies too in a minute, but you do your thing first. Oh,
1: yeah. So when this podcast is over, you might need another podcast to listen to. Sure. I drive I'm, a lot. You I drive love when a lot. Do this, yeah, I, dude. New podcast alert. What you got? The Daily Zeitgeist. Ah, oh, I've been meaning to tune into that too. Is it good? immediately my favorite podcast besides this one wow really yeah i've listened to more of that i went back and started downloading their back catalog it's just it's a really current conversation
0: i mean it comes out every day right and it's it's to my understanding right isn't it a sort of like a um a current events podcast but a little bit more zany yeah it's really it is it's super like
1: explicit they Mm -hmm. don't hold back and it's really my speed yeah i love that just like sitting around having a conversation about how effed up things are Okay. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, It's a very
0: contemporary look on the daily zeitgeist. Right. Do they cover um, mostly American stuff? All over the world. All over the world. I assume with the word zeitgeist in it, they better not just be American. Well,
1: zeitgeist is just a term that indicates the current socio political climate on any given matter. Sure. it's just how people are feeling or the pulse of the world right now. And I mean, a lot of it is primarily in the United States. They're all three. Usually it's, it's two guys and a rotating guest. Cool. And it's really interesting. The format's really cool. Uh, they have a really interesting intro to the guests. Uh, what the, there's like three things they ask. Like, what's something in your browser history that would mm. tell us something about you? What's something that's overrated? What's something that's underrated? And then what's, um, God, there's one more. I can't remember, right. but it's like just four like random yeah, yeah, yeah. questions like that, and it's I love it. It's really fascinating stuff. So, it's a super fresh take on the world and and life at large. Sweet. So the I, daily Zeitgeist. I cannot recommend it enough. It's
0: very good it's very good that's that's what's gotten me like every time yeah I, like cause a lot of podcasts advertise for other podcasts on their show mm-hmm. um and that one i've heard probably pop up on three different podcasts i listen to and they always end their ad with like it's very it's very good. good so we're you know we're workshopping right? that which is a very good ad that's a that's a good yeah it's funny it is very good that <laughs> is very good, right yeah
1: yeah. yeah no i was I turned on to this show uh, it's been advertised a lot on the uh, part-time genius podcast sure. which we've mentioned yep. multiple times on the show so I figured, I mean, I've heard enough. I need to just download one and immediately I was hooked. Mm-hmm. So check it out. And Sweet. you check it out too. I, I know um, you're mid-tour right now as this is airing. As Yeah, I will so, be on the
0: road. I probably will have already heard some at yeah, this point. When you come back, we'll discuss this podcast. Uh, so I remember, I'm going to just subscribe to it now. Do it. Uh, which, by the way, if you're listening to this podcast and you've not subscribed to us, it takes like, the, you know, like two you, two clicks on your phone screen. You could have already done it like a hundred million times by the time I explained it. You could have been done. Yeah, and uh, also
1: reviewing us on iTunes. But we're not going to pander for stuff like that. That takes
0: a little bit longer, yeah. but not much. Not
1: much. Um, so that's what I'm hyped up on, man. I love that movie. If you get a chance, watch that. Uh, if you have any downtime
0: while you're mid tour, which I doubt you will, I might have some. I got a few. I took some days off. Like, just I, watch it while you're driving. Deal. Yeah, Fine. sure. I definitely thought you were still talking about the podcast. I like, I can do that while I'm driving. Why not?
1: <laughs> no. Uh, movies. Yes, I hear
0: you. Yeah. But for sure, listen. And cool. it's
1: dope because you get a new one every day. And that's my main beef with a lot of the podcasts I listen to. Mm-hmm. Like Rogan has amped his production
0: up. He's doing like four podcasts mm. a
1: week now. That's crazy, man. Like four three-hour podcasts a week.
0: It's I, crazy pants. I and mean, Maybe it's just me being jaded, but I feel like Joe Rogan doesn't have enough interesting things to say to fill up 12 hours. No, a week. but
1: he's getting way better guests. That's cool.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I, I agree with
1: that. Mm-hmm. But he's got some really interesting people coming on. Yeah, like he's upped his game quite a bit as far as guests.
0: I know he's a really smart dude. Yeah, like I I know that. I just don't like the way he speaks. You know, and obviously it's a big component in podcasts. Like yeah, you have to enjoy the voice of the person that you're listening to for hours, and I just don't like his voice. That's fair. I just don't, You know, it's nothing personal. I just don't like it.
1: Well, one thing I've noticed too with him, he has a tendency to commandeer conversations in kind of an overbearing way. Uh, which he's gotten better at, I've noticed. He must have gotten some emails about mm-hmm. it because he would talk over his guests a lot. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like you have a person on your damn show. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's it's really fun because he's got um, like Dr. Rhonda Patrick is one of my favorite guests, and she just makes me feel stupid for idiots that don't know who that is. She's just a really smart doctor. She's lady. Just a doctor. Yeah, but yeah. she's um, knows a lot about like nutrition and exercise and health and. Very interesting stuff. But yeah, he's cranked it out like a lot, you know, but it's not every day. Right. So yeah, this one you get like an hour of content every day and it's about things that are happening right now. The daily now. zeitgeist. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, an
0: hour long every day. Roughly. Yeah. That's a trip, man. It's impressive. I always feel so daunted when it comes to subscribing to new podcasts because I've got so many that I listen to that I start falling behind. Yeah. And especially with current event podcasts. I know. It's like, I don't know where, like, where do I pick up? Do I pick up from two days ago or is that no longer even relevant? Right. But I was looking and
1: I went through like the last three days of last week. Today's Mm -hmm. a Tuesday. So I listened to the last three days of uh, last week and then Monday, yesterday's edition. And I was hearing about stuff that maybe I had missed because they cover a wide spectrum of Mm -hmm. of current events. So you just subscribe and you can catch up on them. But I've been doing that with uh, Radio Lab.
0: Yeah, I'm like three. Dude, radio them. Lab radio is one too that you start listening to, and every time it's so gratifying because you learn so much. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of information. Yeah, I can't do more than like two radio Radio Labs. I almost said Radioheads. Radio Labs a day or radio Radioheads. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, sonic like, information there too. Sonic, I guess, in podcast too, but mm-hmm. also music. I like to stick with one Radiohead.
1: Just day. one Radiohead
0: keeps the doctor away. Yeah, there you go. No. Even if she's appearing on Joe Rogan's podcast, what if you like you listen to Radiohead and then that episode oh. came on? You're, like, I, you're supposed to be out of here. My phone would blow I thought up. Thought I kept you away. I'd crashed my car. Yeah, It'd be awful. You hit your phone with an apple. Max, how about that? Blah. Take that, doctor. Oh, hit an apple with an apple. Hit a phone with an oh. Hey, shit! That just got meta. Look at us. That's enough of that let's nonsense. Let's talk beer. No, let's talk. What's got you Hot. I don't I just want to talk about movies that I like so you know that I have a perpetual list of films that oh, yeah. I keep needing to see. So I saw a couple. Yeah, what let's what gives? Let's speak. Okay. Well, so we rented a bunch of movies the other day. Gianna and I hadn't well, Gianna hadn't seen a couple movies that we'd covered on the podcast. Uh, Atomic Blonde and Beatrice at Dinner. So I rewatched those. Okay. Beatrice at Dinner um better the second time around. Still if you guys have heard that episode, you can go back and listen if you want. I had still have the same problems I had the first time. Yeah. So nothing crazy. Atomic Blonde, I appreciated a lot more the second time around. But I think we both liked it. the We first both liked time, it, yeah. So I just like it was. I just appreciated it way more for what it was. Okay. Um, like the, somehow this this the plot twist seemed crazier. They're like, oh, that's like cause really. Kind of, it almost telegraphs it in some points. I'm like, wow, I could have seen that coming if yeah. I was a better viewer. Um, I don't even remember the plot twist. I'm sure I would remember if I like yeah, started watching
1: it again for sure. But I don't.
0: Yeah, it's fine. That's um, cool, though. I also saw The Machinist. That's actually on my list of old movies that came out in, what was it, 2004? Yeah. Uh, with Christian Bale, where he lost 65 pounds to play the role. and
1: He was, like, freakishly skinny.
0: Um, now, if I hadn't said that, and I had described the movie where the main character... Uh, spoiler alerts for The Machinist for the next minute. It's out
1: in 2004. S- still,
0: I'd never seen it. Yeah, Um true. A character suffers from insomnia, which leads to increased delusions that make him invent a person who he thinks is real that nobody else can see that causes destruction in his daily life. And in the end he comes back around because he realizes that person's not real and he comes to grips with who he is as a person. I bet you could say fight club. Mm-hmm. That's a fight club synopsis. Yep. Now fight club came out nine years before the machinist. So I ended that movie and I was like, Hmm, I guess I appreciate what Christian Bale did as an actor for that role. But I don't know.
1: For me, just looking at those two movies, there's a critical difference between Fight Club and The Machinist. What is it? Fight Club, he used kind of his delusion and his his hallucination to start almost a paramilitary cult, pretty much. And it was a much more diving into... Loneliness in a way where you go extroverted and you start like Uh hoarding people, Mm -hmm. maybe to not be alone and start this weird terrorist ring. And The Machinist to me was kind of a study into isolation and and yeah, like the isolation of the human mind in that regard. Yeah. So they're very parallel, but in my mind, somewhat different.
0: No, I guess that's true. Like maybe it's more apt to say that The Machinist is a combination, equal parts, Fight Club and Shutter Island.
1: Mm, that's Um, fair
0: because you do in in the machinist there's you find out that this is all his brain's way of coping with his guilt that he's still on machinist spoilers by the way everybody we're back to that another Mm -hmm. minute um he's dealing with his guilt of hitting this little girl with his car right and then so like all of his delusions throughout the day are actually references to that point in his life Mm. and he's not been able to sleep for a long period of time because of his guilt um which is very much like this part in shutter island where he um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is like drowned his kids, and it's trying to <laughs> spoiler alerts for that, I guess. Oh, yeah, hey, he drowned his kids. Um, and he they're like doing this extreme therapy to try to get him to realize. So it's like a combination of those two movies, I think Fight Club and Shutter Island. Definitely, which was interesting to watch. It was an interesting character study, but um, I don't know, it was fine. It's definitely like kind of a unique
1: premise, but also it's kind of a ripped off premise.
0: Yeah, it's t- it was taxing to watch too. It wasn't an easy movie, it's so dark and dreary, and um. It was just an interesting, it was fine. I'm glad I watched it.
1: Yeah, it was definitely it. worth a watch. It's one of those movies that kind of just gives you a really amazing glimpse into the depth of character acting. Christian Bale's willing to go. He's
0: crazy. He's crazy. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, he's he's nuts. up there with like you know Jared Leto as far as just that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Deep character acting. Yeah, because a couple months ago I saw Dallas Buyers Club for the first time, which and Jared Leto shed like a hundred pounds or something
1: and was dressing up as a woman, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Like yeah. Yeah, I watched a trailer for that because it's on Netflix. Have you never seen that either? I, I still haven't. Oh. I'm gonna watch it probably yeah. this weekend. You got to. Or sometime while you're on tour. Sure. And I have movie time to fill. But yeah, he looked completely different. Yeah, it's nuts, man. Yeah. Very, very fascinating. But yeah, and then you see Christian Bale going from something like that to Batman. To like American Hustle where he is dramatically overweight. Yeah. Crazy. It is. And now he's going to be in the movie Hostiles, new Western just dropped. Yeah. So he's, he's in to, that? Yes, but He's oh. the main... I don't know if he's anti-hero or... Yeah. He's like the main character in that. And I've huh. heard that that's supposed to be one of the best Westerns in recent history. Cool. Not that there's been a whole lot. Right.
0: But... Um, the other movie that I saw that was on my list was Ingrid Goes West, which is Aubrey Plaza starring... In oh, a, my God. How was that? It was good. I really was looking forward to that. And yeah. I missed it. It was written and directed by Matt Spicer. And it's the story of this pretty obsessive girl who um, develops... Uh, a social media account basically to move to LA and stalk this other person she found on social media, creates his whole life around her social media presence. And it's, I don't know if you would love it after cause you might go the agenda route by the yeah. time you finish it. But I think it's an agenda worth pushing. I was going to say, is it the agenda that social media is garbage? Yeah. It's like that, you know, like what is a lot of the things that you see on the internet are not real and it can have really detrimental effects. And I like Aubrey Plaza in this kind of role because it's very, it's very dry and dark and there's some laugh out loud moments. Also O'Shea Jackson Jr who is uh, Ice Cube's son is in this. Yeah, who looks more like Ice Cube than looks Ice Cube. Looks so similar. And he's, he's. I was thinking about this, he might be my favorite character as far as it, just liking somebody that I've seen yeah. on screen in a long time. No kidding. So charismatic, so funny, so honest. Okay. And just, like, I never once like uh, Aubrey Plaza's character. She's the worst. Ingrid. Right, she's supposed to be the worst. She's an anti-hero, that's what, I yeah. was, that's what I thought of.
1: I think Aubrey Plaza just is an anti-hero. Yeah,
0: yeah, and she's... she plays this role up so well. Um Excellent. Elizabeth Olsen's in it. She's kind of the the muse in okay. a way. Um but it's worth worth watching especially if you're in in the age range of like 20 to 30. Give me an out of 10 on that bad boy. Yeah, it's it was like an 8. It was like an 8. That's strong. It was
1: good. Strong. Worth the yeah. watch. Is that Netflix now? No. I okay. had to
0: rent that one. Okay. Mhm.
1: Yeah, uh, Ice Cube's son's actually in a movie currently in theaters. Which called one? The Den of Thieves.
0: He's it's in that too. Bank heist movie. Man, I thought. What am I? Th- I'm thinking of Twelve Strong. Never mind. Yeah, he wasn't in that one. No. Which I did see. Yep. Interesting movie. Mm-hmm. Another 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 time. Yeah. Once I've seen it, maybe. That's fine. Or Should ne- I see that or never? I'm not gonna see it. Yeah. It was it was it was a movie. That's what I figured.
1: It was you know it was based on a true story which was cool mm-hmm. and it was a, like a legit true story that happened. Yeah. Um. But you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It, I got you. It's hard to not get into political I know. opinions. Well, because like, you, here's the thing: I can watch a movie about the troops and hate that movie. That doesn't mean I hate the troops. Yeah, obviously. So I feel like that's the that's the risky ground. Like when you see a movie like, um, what was the one that came out right when we were doing Only the Brave? But it was a different one with Miles Teller. Uh, thank you for your service. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, a very I didn't ever see it. Um, for better, or for worse, I don't know how it was, but yeah, um, like that was a clearly pretty army-heavy movie and told a true story. And there's always a risk of being like, no, that movie sucks. Like, why? You hate America? You hate the military? Yeah. Well, what's wrong with you? No, it's God. like no, I just you know, it I, was simply a bad a bad movie. movie. And then you can say that, and I feel like there's yeah. there's some hesitance for some reason. Yeah. I don't think it was a bad movie. I, I just, just don't know. I didn't hear much about it. I meant the one I saw, the 12 totally. strong, right. It wasn't a bad movie. It was, Any, yeah. Anytime I see a trailer with dudes on guns, with guns on horses, I'm like, this is going to be like immediately too much CGI for me. Like I'm not going to be able to handle Yeah, what this movie is probably going to throw at me.
1: The, you know what? It didn't go too overboard with the no. CGI or the crazy,
0: like, no really crazy horse stuff happened. Because I did watch some behind the scenes and it looked like all those dudes were actually riding horses. Yeah, which it cool.
1: seemed like most of the effects were fairly practical.
0: Yeah. Like they didn't do any like crazy
1: jumping and shooting on the horses or anything. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was, and it was pretty founded on a true story, which was interesting. Right. So, but I mean, yeah. also it gets into the, should we still be in Afghanistan, blah, blah, blah. All that jazz,
0: which like we're not
1: qualified that, as. No. We, we talk
0: about movies and beer over yeah, here. Yeah, I so. mean,
1: dick jokes and get drunk on right. the radio, guys. Yeah. So we're going to do that now. Yes. So that's enough of us and what's got us hot. But there's some movies to watch or not watch, depending on what you think of how we just talked about them. Yeah, those are some fresh hop cinema picks for you. Yeah. Check them out. Uh, Beer. Beer. Shall we? Yeah, let's dip on into Novo, Brazil. Novo, Brazil. Yeah. Where are they out of? They're out of Chula Vista. Uh, Will you open that and maybe scour that a little bit? I've got a bit of a bio on them that I would like
0: to read. Yeah, man. To you.
1: All right. They are an international award-winning Southern California brewery with a Brazilian soul. Maybe does does that mean it's hairless? I don't know what that means. Yeah. I would like. It's it's hairless. Right. It's waxed like a baby.
0: Uh, You shouldn't wax babies. (laughs) Why am I waxing babies? Unless they're in a wax museum, then they are wax babies. Yeah. Don't unwax them. Don't unwax the wax babies. They are located in East Lake, a suburb of
1: Chula Vista, California. They provide a craft beer lifestyle with fun accents, aromas, colors and unique flavors experience amazing beer in a unique tasting room surrounded in
0: brazilian influence what is that is it like tropical because i see like on a lot of their cans they go for like a very islandy kind of vibe
1: well brazil is an island hmm.
0: isn't it nope well no nope. why... smack dab in the middle of south america but that's right it is but it's got like an islandy culture like it's very yeah that's coastal yeah and i feel it's got, like to it's americans got, it's, it's got like the dope jesus statue yeah that's in rio de janeiro it's also where they I hold that a was lot in, of fights. I thought that was in Sao Paulo. Mm-mm. No, that's Rio. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think you're right. but like, I, don't, I could be wrong. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So I'm assuming it's, you know, cultural elements from yeah. Brazil. Well, we, we should just go check it out. Maybe I'll go down there on, on tour
0: here. You should. Maybe you've already been there and we're right. just waiting to come back and I'll, report. I'll check in on Twitter. If I end up at this brewery, by the time you've heard this, you should check our Twitter and I'll send pictures. Or just follow us on Twitter. Anyway. Yeah, right. Um, I'll give you that because you have a glass available. I don't want to drip on our podcast candle, yeah. but which yeah. is burning strong, by the way. I feel like our energy jumped up for this episode. It did, and I think it's the candle. You know, I think you should acquire an empty glass. I will. Uh, in the meantime, I'm gonna use this glass and I'll finish. Uh, what else? My, my, my water. In the meantime, yes. All right. What so we got? We are drinking a beer called Samba Haze. It is an IPA,
1: and it's going to be of the hazy variety. Samba haze will flood your senses with tropical bouquets and citrus flavors. Just as falling ripe fruit, our unfiltered hazy New England IPA needs to be freshly enjoyed. This masterpiece, dry hopped
0: with lupulin powder, should be ah. kept cold. Active cultures at the bottom of the can. I'm going to get them dregs, huh? Mm-hmm. That's how I'm going to get poured into mine. All right, that's cool. Um, would you pour a little bit into my taster glass, please? Yeah, pouring now. Um, That's a very dusty haze. You know how you get some like bright orange hazy? This is like a a vacuum bag of haze. Is what I'm looking at. That's a it's, that's going over. There's no way that stays in the glass. I, huh? You have all just witnessed the closest a beer has ever come to bubbling out of a cup and <laughs> did not leave. Kaboom! Wow, good work, man. Thank you. You're a pro. I am Cicerone certified. That's that certified. level one. Yeah, that's what it is. I am a certified beer server. Uh, taste that. Smell that. You're so aggressive. With Do the- it. Wow. It smells like pineapples. Cool. Man, you don't have to you're just right on the mic just smell yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. Smell it with me, guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, we got this at Spikes, I believe. Mm-hmm. Should still be around. Oh wow. We got that harkens
1: to just jungle fruit. I don't know specifically which one. What fruit grows in the jungle? Like maybe bananas? a bananas. Maybe a pawpaw. Paw? Maybe a prickly pear?
0: I guess, yeah. You're just quoting some, Jungle Book right some, now? Something <laughs> that is a bare necessity. Oh, did you hear that laugh? That's all my wheeze from my <laughs> cough. Just, <laughs> my goodness. Good Lord. Got to shake that before I go on tour in two days. Max Bernardi <clears throat> is turning 65 this year, folks. Yeah. I was, uh, I was wondering what, you know how when you go to a doctor and they put their stethoscope on your lungs, like yeah. in the front of the back, I'm like, what are they listening for? And then I breathed out heavily and I was like, oh, that's probably what they're listening for. Probably listening for death on your lungs. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. All right, give me thoughts on this. Yeah,
1: so it's really pungent with with fruit aromas and flavors. I can't tell exactly which ones, but I friggin' like them all. That's a good beer. I really like them all. Like, it's very melony, and you get a little bit of floral in there. You know, definitely some pineapple and a ton of, like, the hot bitterness on the back end, which is really nice. It's super well balanced between that that overwhelming fruitiness and the the
0: hoppy bitter resiny finish yeah that's subtle man the it, the the bitterness on the end yeah but it's there it's definitely there but not yeah not in like a punch you in the mouth kind of way it's definitely a balanced thing if like you're saying that's tasty dude I dig that a lot it is really good but it's, it is sort of like a brown golden color yeah but I like it because it's sweet but it's not mm-hmm. like cloyingly sweet it's, it's got f- a great body too yeah. Not it's got a Bra- too too bubbly, nice Brazilian body. Ah, uh, yeah, it's got some curves in your mouth. Good Brazilian man, just mm, you play, know, playing volleyball, washboard, a, volleyball
1: in a speedo. Right,
0: I pictured oh, like a wow, Borat that was it. a topical joke. Was it? I missed it. Remember what movie we're covering? Nope, I forgot. What are we doing? Oh yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that scene. There, <laughs> I forgot a lot of scenes. It remind me in the danger zone to tell you about
1: the beer that I almost picked out for this movie. Great, yeah. I will. Well, I'm going to think of guesses until then,
0: too. Okay. You won't guess it. It just came out today. Oh,
1: okay. Luckily, all of these beers just dropped to Spikes today. Perfect. So they
0: should still be, like, even though you guys are hearing this a couple weeks later than our recording, they should still be around. Yeah,
1: and this brewery is going to have distribution up here now, so it should be something we see fairly regularly, which is dope, because this beer is killing it. This is such an amazing example of this style. Yeah. I have been self-proclaimed kind of a hater on this style at, at certain points, but this is one I can really get behind. So... Samba Hayes from Novo, Brazil. Johnny Summers, would you please give me a rating? This is a solid 8.7. That's a good rating. It's really good. I'm going to go a little bit higher, I think. Not, you know, it's just it makes my mouth water.
0: Are you moving up? Or are you staying up? Uh, I want to move up a little. Maybe 9.3. 9.3? Nine, three? Yeah. No. Maybe. I feel like we need to have a new house rule that if you rate a beer above a 9 when the other person doesn't, you get, a, you get the rest of the beer. That should be like, your, like you, you, that you will enjoy that the most. I don't know, man. The more I drink it, the more I like it alcohol no. i'm going i'm going 8.9 okay this is good 8.9 for me on that samba haze i like it uh do you want to go to a break come back and start talking about coming by your name yeah let's do it we're going to take a break and we will get into our movie for the week when we come back johnny summers there is a place in chico called the handlebar right yes indeed there is can you tell me about it they've got delicious food yep they've got craft beer they've got places to sit
1: They've got places to stand. Whoa. They've got a happy hour every yes. day of the week from they 2 do. to 6 with a dollar off craft beer.
0: Mm-hmm. They also support this podcast, which should not be overlooked because that's- I feel like that's a great a great quality. It might be their best quality. Indeed. The food's pretty good. The food- and the beer selection. They're all the best qualities. I don't want to be someone's third best quality, but in this case, I will take it. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, the handlebar is here in Chico at 2070 East 20th Street, and they support this podcast. So if you guys want to go down and grab a great bite to eat and a good beer, uh, no. A great bite to eat and a great beer.
1: Go on, get your everything show. is
0: great. Big old burger. Yes. Go on down any day of the week between two and six. Get a buck off the draft beers and enjoy yourself. Treat yourself. Big old beer. Handlebar Chico. So we're going to do some talking, but what you're hearing below our voices right now is the original song by Sufjan Stevens called Mystery of Love that has been nominated for an Academy Award for the film Call Me By Your Name. Uh, We're going to branch into that movie in general because it's won several Academy Award nominations. Uh, It's been on my list and Johnny's list to see for quite some time. Um, And before we get too far in, I wanted to break down some basic details. Give me some deets. Um, so, again, this is one of those movies that was released way earlier than we were exposed to it. This got uh, released in limited release in uh, I don't know how many theaters, but back in November, late November of 2017. Um, and we've just gotten it in Chico, um, well, the end of January, basically. Yeah. In case you guys haven't realized, we're a bit behind the times. Correct. Um, it's made $11.3 million. It runs just over two hours long. Um, but this is, if you've never heard of Call Me By Your Name, it is a not a, not a coming of age necessarily uh, f- it's a f- coming, maybe like a self-discovery. Yeah, it's definitely like a, yeah, that feels good. It's a, it's a transitional story. Definitely. I wouldn't
1: call it a coming of age. It was definitely a, a, a slice of a time period in a few people's lives.
0: Yeah. Um, this was directed by Luca Guadagnino, written by James Ivory, based on the book by Andre Oseman. uh same name. Um, and it's starring two people primarily. Uh, mm-hmm. Army Hammer plays Oliver, and Timothy Chalamet plays Elio. Um, we'll get into more in a bit, but Timothy Chalamet we know from Lady Bird. He was one of the love interests of uh, Christine's. Mm-hmm. Um, Army Hammer has been in a few things. the The most recent thing I've seen him in is Free Fire, the Martin Scorsese film with Brie Larson. They're all in a warehouse, and there's like a drug deal and gun deal. Oh yeah, them. that looked fun. Yeah, he's in that uh, almost unrecognizable as oh. he compares into this film. Yeah, wasn't he the Lone Ranger? Mm. I think he was. Yeah. Yeah, I think he might have been. I never really saw that movie, I don't think, but I saw the trailers. I just remember seeing the trailer too and like that guy's name's Army Hammer. Mm-hmm. Army Hammer. Yeah. Army Hammer. Uh, really? The IMDb synopsis says in Northern Italy in 1983, 17-year-old Elio begins a relationship with visiting Oliver, his father's research assistant, with whom he bonds over his emerging sexuality, their Jewish heritage, and the beguiling Italian landscape. The landscape was rather beguiling. Quite beguiling. Yeah. If I do say so. And Gosh darn it, I do. Um, So as of the end of February, by the time you guys hear this, uh, the Academy Awards will have been decided, but for now they've not. And it's been nominated for four different things, including Best Picture, Best Actor by Timothy Chalamet, and Best Adapted Screenplay by James Ivory, like we said, um, and Best Original Song by Sufjan Stevens for Mystery of Love. Um, I think a lot of these are well-deserved. The soundtrack was done entirely by Sufjan Stevens uh, just for this movie. So I'm glad it's getting the attention it deserves. I really enjoyed the soundtrack quite a bit. Yeah, there's
1: yeah. Go ahead. I I definitely did. Uh, I'm just gonna come right out and say it. Mm-hmm. I don't see this winning Best Picture, no way, shape, or form.
0: I, yeah, I don't either. Um, not that I don't think it should. I don't think it will.
1: Yeah, uh, I think if it does, you know, it might be because of what it's about. You know, the, right? The Academy has kind of a tendency to. To vote on like the the what a film's about and not whether it's a good film or not.
0: Yes, not uh, that this is a bad film. Right. I want to redact what I said. This was not an entire soundtrack by Sufjan Stevens. I was
1: going to say there was a, a little bit of a mixed bag. Yeah, but he I had
0: more than one song,
1: didn't he? I don't think so. Man, yeah, I'm I at, see his name down there too.
0: Uh, that's him for. Oh yeah, look at that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so he had a couple. You're right. Yeah, um, and there. There's yeah, two or two or three maybe. Yeah. Um, but very good soundtrack regardless. Yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah. Give me your overall thoughts. I loved this movie. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was so good. Um, number, maybe not number one, these aren't in exact the order that I think, these aren't the reasons I think they're great in order, but um, it's great seeing, especially this year, seeing stories told about one, or maybe A, people that have been marginalized in the past now getting their due diligence. Um, and two, or B, stories that we are just getting okay with like like being told man like a it's good for the people that they're about but also it's good for us as a as a culture to see things from a different perspective totally um i do think there's a conversation to be had about the age difference between oliver and elio in this yeah um it's made explicitly clear that elio is 17 years old granted they're in the 80s in italy european rules apply here sir which is what 16 is there a rule I think there are rules in Europe. It's a little different. Like Uh, I think the age of consent is different. Oh yeah. It's for sure different, but still we are not talking about this in Europe. We have our American standards that said like his family's a very progressive lip, like they're professors and archeologists and and artists. Um, Very forward thinking folk. Yes. So, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a sexual awakening kind of movie. Um, it's rated R for some obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of n- nudity and sexual stuff happens. But sexual sex. Sexual sex. Yeah. Um, but I really am impressed with Timothy Chalamet here, especially after seeing him in such a minor role in Ladybird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, almost a laughably um, one-dimensional role. Super aloof. Right. And just, um, I don't know. Wait, are you thinking the same guy I am?
1: He was the one smoking cigarettes. Yeah, okay. I just, don't know how
0: to Yeah, he was aloof. Just didn't give a crap. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But the very like way too self serious and yeah. whatever. But and pretentious and almost no emotions. Like, this is I'm just the coolest kid ever. Yeah. And then here he like he lays it all out to bear. Yeah. He um, went from anyways. like unaffected
1: to super affected. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, I I loved it, man. It's it's a it's a long movie. Um mm-hmm. I don't mean necessarily time wise. I do mean Feeling wise, there's, it's, it's a slow paced movie and Johnny and I were talking before we started and it's not necessarily a plot driven film. It's definitely more of a glance into these people's lives during this chapter of them. Yeah. Which I think
1: is probably my number one complaint mm-hmm. with the movie overall is it just didn't give me that, you know, middle beginning end. Right. You know, it was just the a snippet, mm-hmm. but which in its own right is absolutely acceptable. Mm-hmm. Just not my favorite totally. possible formatting.
0: Yeah, um, let's see. I, I also wanted to mention somebody that we talked about in last week's episode, Michael Stolbarg, who played the uh, scientist, fella, Russian spy yeah, dude. the Russian spy. Spoiler alert. Right, sorry. Spoiler <laughs> alert uh, for, what's it called? Shape of Shape Water. Shape of Water, thank yep. you. Um, and he looked so familiar, and he plays uh, he plays Elio's dad yep. in this movie, and there's an incredible monologue by him at the very end. Really tied the movie together. Had me tearing and I teared up a couple times in this one. Yeah. Um. But he was great. I feel like he should win some type of award. Yeah, for that. he stole the show in that that monologue. I mean, it's so good. It says so much about. We'll 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 get there when we when yeah. we get there. But what what did you think about this? Uh, you know, I w-
1: I don't want to say that it it wasn't enjoyable. I just feel like overall it didn't really. I don't know if I enjoy dramas with no plots. You know what I mean. And there was a plot to it, I guess. You know, and there was definitely. Uh, a conflict it's just so different than conflicts you're used to seeing not even talking about like the homosexuality part of it but for me i don't watch a lot of pure romance movies or pure dramas Mm -hmm. so it's definitely it took me out of my element a bit and just kind of like okay we're settling in for a slow burn um i really enjoyed the glimpse a very accurate glimpse into teenage awkwardness Yeah, and just that feeling of not knowing what to say, or if what you're saying is going to be taken well, Mm -hmm. or if someone hates you because they didn't respond to a thing you said the way you thought they would. Uh, So the the insecurity and the awkwardness of being a teenager and being attracted to someone was super, just like palpable in this movie. And I feel like it really nailed that on the head. Mm -hmm. Um, Just you know, adolescence in general.
0: Yeah, I. I'm almost curious to ask because you enjoyed Lady Bird, but that's almost a similar format to this, right? You get this—you get a look into Lady Bird's life for about a year. I
1: think, I mean, really just point blank, I identify more with, with Lady Bird than this movie. Fair enough. Just growing up poor and gotcha. like, you know what I mean? Just certain elements of Lady Bird and also it was in California True. that helped. Yeah. You know, it was hard to identify with um, like his parents. Sure. You know, and just coming from a whole background of educated, like, Dude was like a scholar, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was it was not as identifiable in that way. Interesting,
0: yeah. I so so obviously a very strong undercurrent in this movie is is discovering your sexuality, and in this case, figuring out that he's gay. Elio is, um, or at least by. That's I guess that's true. Yeah, um, I'm certainly not a not an expert in this field, but he goes through a couple romantic interests, like he has a. a a kind of I guess girlfriend he you loses would say. he loses his virginity
1: to a girl in this movie.
0: Is that what did he lose his virginity? I think Is it that, seemed that way. Yeah, I guess it did. And yeah. they were like tight for a bit. Yeah. Um but then this Army Hammer character of Oliver was around and um he's probably what in his thirties. Yeah. I would say late thirties probably. Um and he's definitely uh I think it's safe to say bisexual. hmm Um just very open and very much an emotional and physical creature, but not necessarily Stuck within the parameters of it was not definitely not flamboyant or effeminate at all. No, I wouldn't say that either. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, like he he, you can see him like flirting with some girls. And he obviously has a nice charisma that makes people into him. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think this movie really is uh, is kind of revolving around obviously Elio's experience and coming coming of. Awakening of sexuality like we said
1: Yeah Um, It was a very interesting take on that too I mean You know it might be something that Nobody Like a lot of people that watch this movie Have maybe never really looked at uh, Being sexually awoken Or as we're gonna say sexually woke Woke yes uh,
0: From (laughs) the perspective of a man young man being interested in other men. Yeah, I would like to hear um a female's perspective on this because um you and I do not relate to this on the level of being gay. Yeah. But there are plenty of times in this movie where he struggles with just having teenage boy hormones. Like talking to boys too though. You just everything. Like yeah. that and 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 there's a couple of scenes without giving too much away or being too explicit where Wait for he the has uncontrollable urges and it's like I can I get that. Sure. Like I know what that's like. Um so I think this movie does a really nice job of being able to Cross into different walks of life, and still be able to portray that kind of confusion um, and those urges, and just wanting to fit somewhere. Yeah, um, but not knowing exactly what that is.
1: Yeah, when I was watching this movie, I definitely had the vibe that this is going to be a really important movie for a lot of Mm. people. Yeah, you know, like I don't know if necessarily it's it's important for me, just from my own perspective, but. You know I can see how like tons of people are gonna identify with this movie and it's it's a movie maybe that hasn't been made you know for certain young people mm-hmm. that have that that visualization you know sure. like growing up I had like the breakfast club and mm-hmm. like you know think about the sexual coming of age movies that we we had fast mm-hmm. times at Ridgemont High I never and, saw that and a chick getting out of a pool you know oh, was I mean? that that movie yeah
0: yeah Denise Richards uh, maybe I don't think so yeah, I don't know who that yeah. is. I
1: just was naming things. But, like, such a different time right. when it came to movies of sexual awakening. Or, like, looking back, like, some of the earlier movies that I saw that had, like, very
0: sexual yeah, themes, like you that's, know? sorry to cut you off. That's, like, what I was getting at with the first part. Like, this is an important movie culturally because those are the movies back in the day where, like, you'd have, like, a hot girl getting out of a pool or a car or something. Yeah. And, like, one dude's, like, looking at his Game Boy and, like, hey, queer, there's a girl getting out. Look over here, you fag. And it's, like... Yeah. That would never happen today, which I think is awesome. Sure, absolutely, yeah. I mean, maybe the
1: the the volleyball scene in Top Gun is the closest thing that young boys had to huh. like this. Yeah, the slow mo volleyball right, montage. Dude.
0: Yeah, and there's yeah, not, there's some something to be said about volleyball scenes. Yeah, because there's a good one in here. Um, but yeah, it just it just does a really good job of of capturing a feeling and a, and even like a chapter of life. And actually, I think this movie wouldn't have worked if it were more plot driven. Yeah. Um there are some minor plot points. Like obviously Oliver arriving could be the start of this and then he leaves and yeah. that's the end and that's a nice little arc, but it's definitely a snapshot of their life. Yeah. Um and just personally like I really I love the idea of being Because for a while, you don't know exactly when this is taking place because they're off in this villa in Italy and it could be any time. Yeah. Italian
1: cars like on villas like that,
0: they look the same today. Yeah. It's just like this little bit of life in in this isolated area where – and to to Oliver, Army Hammer's character's credit, like he leaves for months and this is a – it's a – you know, it's time to get away and he's – it's a different world basically. Yeah. which I get. like It seems like it's a totally different thing. I can totally picture going away for a couple of months and be like, this is not where I'm... This is nothing I'm used to. Mm-hmm. It's its own thing. Yep. Chapter. Boom. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's
1: interesting. And I think the whole... I mean, obviously, the whole movie centers around Elio's plot development. Yes. Or not plot, plot car- yeah, character, character development. development. Yeah, gotcha. So, I mean, that's... I'm unfamiliar with movies that are just focused solely on character development. Yeah. Solely. There's mm. always, like... I was thinking about it, like, why is this movie different? I mm-hmm. mean... Besides the obvious, uh, sure. more like no one got murdered. Right. There's no like love interests being fought over. Right. I mean, it good was versus evil. Yeah, no, it right. was, it was simple in its complexity, if that makes sense. Like it was We're complex in its simplicity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. It was interesting. Um, other things before we get into spoilers later on, um, there's a final scene um, where Timothy Chalamet's character before spoilers, we're right? Here's what happens here's at the end. No, but it, there's a scene with him, and you are basically just looking at him reacting to something for a good four minutes, mm-hmm. and um, it was so. It was like what sealed the deal. It's actually the thing that hmm, I'll save that too. But it was it was so good. It was the thing. that was like, yep, he deserves something for this movie. He did such a good job. Yeah, um, and I'll get into that in the danger zone. But in the meantime, why don't we rate this movie? Go to one more break and come back and drink our last beer and finish up this film. What do you think? I think rate it now. Yeah, rate it now. Rate now. What do you? You have a number? You loved it.
1: I want to hear yours first. Nine five. Nine five. That was a great movie. Okay, I'm gonna go with a probably a seven nine. Okay. I mean, I appreciated the film and Mm -hmm. I really did enjoy it. Um, It was definitely not like my favorite movie in the world, but I can't find much wrong with it. You know, it was yeah. just, it was there. It's not your, not your cup of tea. Yeah. And I think more so than anything, just like what we discussed, just the mm-hmm. the the plot. And like, I have kind of little patience for movies like this when it's just like watching a character Did you like develop. Blade Runner
0: 2049? Yeah. That's also a really slow movie. Was it? Well, no, I guess that movie had, had long scenes, but it definitely went somewhere. Yeah. So guess maybe not a great example. Yeah. Never mind. I'm sure we'll find one that I like eventually. Yeah.
1: But I think those are just the main complaints I had. But, I mean, this movie was – I definitely understand why you liked it and yeah. gave it the solid rating, and yeah, I'm not opposed to it. So, yeah, overall – Fair enough. Yeah, it's worth a watch, especially if you're wanting to catch up on all the, the uh, Best Picture nominees. Yeah.
0: Once again, that's Call Me By Your Name. Um, if you're in our area in Chico or Northern California, it should be around for at least the time that you're hearing this and maybe a little while after – uh, go see it If you see movies You should go see this one It's an important film Um, If for no other reason In movies this year uh, I think for a broader reason Uh, We're gonna take a break And we'll come right back Young Maxwell
1: We need some beer Oh yeah? Yeah we do We need beers for the show We need them every week I know where we can go Me too Where are you thinking? I'm thinking Spikes Wait 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 What? Uh, oh, Say it on three Ready? One Two Three Spikes, Spikes. Ah we did it <laughs> Yeah Yep. What is the deal with Spikes? Spikes Bottle Shop is a wonderful place that has a fantastic selection of craft beer and spirits. They have teamed up with this show to support us and provide us with all of the lovely beers
0: that you hear us drinking every single week. And more importantly, they have teamed up with our listeners because just for listening to the show, you can get 10% off by using our Super Zeeker passcode, FHC. So all you have to do is go down to Spikes, again, here in Chico, say FHC after you get all your beer at checkout and get 10% off. It is literally that simple. It is. I'm about to open one now. Mm. Hey, again, welcome to the Danger Zone
1: It's the Danger Zone Thanks
0: for joining us for this part Sometimes uh, I think that people leave But I don't know why I think that Just in my brain Yeah, I don't know, man It's like like third act problems in our show I'm like, what if people don't want to stick around the whole time? It's like with music shows Like, what, like I'm always afraid people are going to leave by the end It's like, that's the worst thing you could do Yeah Like, what other media Like, do you turn off a song a third, two thirds of the way through? Or do you, like, leave a movie? No, stick for the music I do know what got me on this high horse just now. Sorry about that. You're on, t- you're, you're on tour. You're worried about sure, people leaving your it. shows. Yeah, my subconscious. Did someone leave no. one of your shows? People leave shows all the time. Barely anybody stays till the end of shows ever. That's whack. If you go to shows, stay the whole time that's or why, don't come. That's why you should charge more. Yeah. That's the crazy thing too. People buy tickets and then they're like, I'm out of here. It's like, what did you even just pay for? Why don't you just give me
1: $5 and don't fucking come?
0: How about that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Said the prostitute. <laughs> yeah,
1: too much. Oh, never. <laughs> Sorry. I love it <laughs> with your uh, old man cough. Right.
0: <laughs> you like <laughs> that? Sadie. I made a joke about a whore. Uh, uh, movie or beer first? Probably beer. Yeah, let's do the beer let's first. Beer. So, this is another Provo Novo, New Brazil. Well, that's cool. You're sticking them. <laughs> yeah, they stuck together. Like a
1: couple dogs. What is uh, it called? New. Joe Beam. No, the brewery? Uh, Novo Brazil. Novo Brazil. So, this beer is called. Jobim Haze. It is a double IPA, clocking in at eight point two percent. All right, coming in at a dope pint can, super colorful and beautiful. There's musical instruments all over it. Mm-hmm. Jobim Haze.
0: Are you saying uh, Jobim? J O B I M. One word. Got it. Jobim. Job Jobim. 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 Yeah, Jobim. Yeah,
1: sure. Jobim. I don't know, dude. I'm doing love the best it. I can I here. It. Jobim Haze. Our juicy hot, bomb, hazy double IPA can't be described with words. Other than trendy and sophisticated. That's it? That's all I could choose? Trendy and sophisticated. Yep. This beer is basically like a clutch purse.
0: Yeah. Sorry, are you using clutch as an adjective or as a verb? Nope, as a noun, I mean. Sorry. It's a noun. Like a clutch, because then it's redundant. Like a clutch purse. That'd be like me saying, like, this is like a boot shoe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, a lot of people on, um, I have a feeling most of our male listeners don't know that it's a like clutch, a hamburger wallet. Don't know a clutch is a purse. Well, it's a it's, clutch is a purse without a handle it's, or a it's, bag. It's, it's
1: more of a large wallet. Yeah, basically. Really. It has it's, no shoulder sling. It's a handheld
0: purse, mainly for cocktails and formal events. Yep, that's exactly what it is. But also, it's an adjective to mean cool. So that could be a clutch clutch. It's a clutch. Cl- that clutch is hella clutch. Or a, or a fetch clutch if you like mean guns. Oh, that clutch is woke. That clutch is way fetch. Way fetch and I'm woke. woke. I know what's up. You stay woke, sucker. Stay fetch, clutch. Yeah, so let's talk more about this trendy,
1: sophisticated beer now that we've proven we're trendy and sophisticated. Yerp. Yarp yarp. This Thanks, state-of-the-art yeah. ale will thrill you with its intense tropical aromas. It should be kept cold and poured slowly. Yeast might bottom. Yeast might sediment in the bottom. I think we avoided yeasty sediment. Yeah, I think we did too. So are you feeling trendy? Are you feeling hip? I'm feeling transphisticated.
0: Whoa. Yeah. That's so woke. This beer is great. This okay. is much better than the other one, and, and I loved the other the one. The other one was bomb as F? Yeah. But always, if you give me, especially with these uh, oh, these Northeast styles, I'm going to gravitate towards the doubles always, because they're just packed with so much more shit, A, alcohol, but yeah, also B, shit. Oh,
1: no. Yeah. I was like, I was exclaiming. Oh, okay. Gotcha.
0: I was exclaiming, oh, shit. Yeah, no. This is Fetch's. This is F-A-F, man. <laughs> Fetch as fuck. Oh, yep, yeah. uh, it's really good. I dig this a lot. Yeah, uh, this, this beer's woke. This is good, dude. How much was this? We didn't say that for the last can, but they're both like five ish. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Something like that. They're affordable. We bought. We bought them as singles. Yeah. So go. Do I think th- it's like a five dollar can. They were like a twenty dollar four pack. Yeah, that's twenty. That yeah. seems high. Well, good but that's
1: sh- that's good shit's expensive. Sure. Yeah. Tell that to Blanton's. This is great, dude. And it's expensive.
0: Yeah. Medium expensive. It's medium. Yeah. It's like yep. 70 bucks. It's just hard to get. That's a, I see that's it a all bourbon. Over, I see it all over the place. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, maybe I'm misguided. Yeah.
1: You need some? I'll get you some. No, I got some. I got you.
0: All right. I'll take some more. Yeah, I'm not going no to take I got some in the trunk of my car right now. No, you don't. No, I don't. I was just leading your car.
1: You yeah. were. You were just all up in my Honda Fit. Uh,
0: so at this point, guys, I have a new car, I hope. <laughs> and it might be the same as Johnny's car. So this we might is- have twin fits. Oh, my God. There is a
1: real possibility that we both, by the time this podcast has been aired, both own Honda Fits. Yeah, a weird, a weird spin-off
0: to Twin Peaks. Yeah. A fitness spin Twin Fits. Twin Fits. Twin Fits. Yeah. Um we so in case you're wondering why this danger zone is so off topic, we've done a few episodes back to back now, and this is the last one of the night. So we're uh we're just chilling. I feel loose. Yeah, loosey goosey, man.
1: I feel like I'm about to
0: fuck peach i feel like oh that's a we should get back to the movie you're right <laughs> but some so, so many people are gonna write and be like you guys should do this more like yeah, this is way funnier when you guys are or someone you make like, it sound like so many people write us yeah that's what i was trying to do man yeah well i mean they do yeah they do M- like my inbox is flooded it's, i'm full i gotta buy more storage guys, it's, i'm gonna we had to upload some of our emails to the cloud let's talk about jobin hayes jobin did i say that right sure Job, job is this one is better. Jobim than the first one. It's yes. got a rounder, fuller body.
1: Yeah, it's way more heavy on the mouthfeel. It's kind of creamy, yeah. Yeah, it's good, dude. Thicker than a
0: Snickers. Ooh, I never heard that before. Really? Yeah, thicker than a Snickers.
1: Oh man, that's cool. That's what you say.
0: I got it. When stuff's th- no, I know what it is. Thick. I get it. T H I C C C C C C C with a D at the end. Uh, at the end. In oh. the end. Oh, sorry we gotta get back or on track, in the man. middle
1: i don't know uh,
0: do you pick up any peach notes uh yeah the peach and and the creaminess like the creaminess that goes with the peach is just it's overwhelming yeah,
1: peaches and cream baby
0: so there's a scene in call me by your name that johnny wants to talk about i feel like well it was the most impressive thing that happened in the movie impressive i thought it was pretty impressive Young man fucked a peach. Okay, you gotta, we got some listeners that don't appreciate that kind of crassness. <laughs> I don't mind a little swearing, but that's insane. Be a gentleman. <laughs> he made sweet, sweet love to a pitted peach. Look, they have peaches on their villa. He, He's at the height of his sexual awakening here. Like, his, he, his wiener is woke. I'm gonna let you talk because I'm just gonna either yeah. interject or try to steer a different direction. I think you should just get it, no,
1: get it ahead. out. Go ahead.
0: No, I like I I don't really care about the scene. I g- get it. Like
1: I thought it was hilarious.
0: Yeah, no, I do too. Actually, that's like the most dude thing. Like, yeah. So there's like an old, not an old joke, but there's a movie with Dane Cook and some other dude. Um, are you talking about American Pie? No, I'm talking about. I think it's called. I think it's Good Luck Chuck. Ooh, that sounds super. Familiar. And he's like this gross friend who has this thing where, like, to 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 please himself, he like cores a grapefruit. He Mm. sticks in the microwave and then he, you know, you get it. Goes to town. And so this is the first time I've heard anything similar. But basically um, on a kind of more serious. note, like Elio is at this weird point where he's like broken up with his girlfriend, but he's still, he's a teenager. And he's got these feelings for this other guy, but it's sort of all very unrealized. And he's very confused and and very uh, horny. And he's just like eating peaches. And he's like, what if I put this down south? See what that's about. And then the crazy part is, uh, later, uh, Oliver finds the peach and is like, what you, do you want? Like, and then Elliot is obviously very embarrassed. He's like, don't do that. it's gross. And, and then Oliver's like, you want to see something gross? And then he eats the peach, which yeah. if we're being real, um, I is, it's not my thing, but I can see how in the right circumstances, if that's your thing, very erotic, not for me, very erotic for the right people, you know? Yeah. That was a bold move. Like, I don't like the idea of getting punched in the face while in romance, but I people like it. Yeah, it's basically just being like, I'm, I'm all about what you're about. This is, great. yeah, sure. Let's no, like that was like
1: the most extreme like turn on for someone that's into that. Possibly, yeah.
0: Like you know, and he's just like, I'm not weirded out by you. you yeah, you know I was your age once. This is, I get it.
1: Yeah, you know, the funny. What well, the funny part is, the kid's like completely okay with. Having his way with a peach But then when the guy Tries to eat it He's like whoa He's like that's
0: Well like part of us too Is like hey It's like
1: hey, Embarrassing it's, he,
0: Yeah it's embarrassing Yeah um, He's a very And like he doesn't Know anything He's, he's been with He lives with his family and, Yeah you He's know, 17 He's 17 um, That also made this whole movie Feel kind of weird That's what I was saying earlier Yeah But like does I'm, it Like his family was Like they trust the guy It's a very open relationship And that's what I was getting at His dad kind of knows Yeah There's a great monologue By his dad at the end um, Which made me tear up And then sort of the final scene, which we'll get to in a minute, but it was just like this great realization from his dad. Like, Hey, I don't, I know you don't know what's up with you, but what you had was so special. And it's something that I've never had and that you need to hold on to. And it was just, it was like a, like two or three minute monologue. Yeah. Just talking about like, he came close, like, (laughs) yeah. In his life, he like, he almost had what Elio had once. Yeah. Um, And then Elio was like, does mom know you feel this way? And he was like, I don't think she does. It was like this really tender moment. Yeah. They
1: connected like super deep and like It was the most real, like a dad in a movie, just getting it Mm -hmm. and not just getting it and getting his son, but just like getting life and the way the world works and like not being weird with your kid for him being who he is. You know, it was a really important and moving scene. Scene made the movie for me.
0: Yeah. It was, it was such a, yeah, I I think that, that he should win something for that, like we, we were talking about – was it was it last week's episode now about the Ingrid Goes West or was that the beginning of this one? Don't remember. Well, we talked about the Aubrey Plaza movie with yep. O'Shea Jackson Jr. That so, was – That was this episode. I think that was this episode. Okay. Uh, anyways, but as far as like characters, secondary characters on a screen that I can get behind, dad's right up there. Oh, yeah. So good. You Just know, like the most supportive and understanding – not even understanding – well, he does – naturally understand but he's the kind of dad you get this that he would try to see things from his kids perspective
1: very open-minded which is so cool like what a
0: what a reassuring person to have in your life yeah and hopefully this inspires people to be more like that right so some time passes oliver leaves right he was only there for a few months for the summer and then out of nowhere they get a call from oliver and elio picks up the phone and he's like hey what's up and oliver's like i have some big news and elio's like oh would you get engaged and he was like, yeah, I did get engaged. Yeah. Heavy moment, right? Because up till now, this is the closest thing to pure love that Elio has ever felt. And the movie closes with Elio staring into the fireplace. Yeah. And the credits roll over his face looking into the fire. And at first, it is just just—it is so crushed. He's just dead. This is the worst news. Yeah. And then like, the, it's like the last three seconds, it switches to like... Maybe I'll be okay. So good. It was so good. And people were like leaving during the, like, as soon as the credits rolled, they're like, I'm out of here. I was like, what are you doing? Like this kid's just acting as an off. Yeah. It's like the most powerful scene. It's like his, his most demanding scene throughout the whole film. They're like, I'm leaving. Idiots. Yeah. yeah. People. But that scene moved me so much. Those last two scenes of the dad speech and then him looking into the fire was so good. Agreed. They were both super powerful really strong third act from this movie. Yeah, which is like something I feel like we don't say very much. We don't see a lot of movies that are the third act is maybe the strongest, but there's another scene where um Oliver is giving Elio shit for something. Was it the peach? Maybe. And then he and Elio like breaks down. Oh, it was the peach. And he just started crying. He just couldn't handle it. I mean, this is it was all fun and games for Oliver cuz he's you know, he's twice as old yeah. and like has some experience, but A lot of feelings when you're that age. Yeah.
1: Confusion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like
0: it's tough to cope with. And somebody's poking fun at something that's a very intimate thing that you just did that you're ashamed of. Like it's funny for a bit for, and that was a great, great writing thing, uh, that they wrote in for me as an audience member, like, aha, it's so funny. And then, oh man, this got really serious. Yeah. Like Like, what a great way to turn it around on on us.
1: Like Elio might still be really conflicted and still kind of broken and not sure how to put himself back together.
0: Yeah. Very, interesting. and he does the thing that like a lot of teenagers do too. At a few different points, he tries to act cocky and confident throughout the, and then he goes back and forth. and's like I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. Just super awkward to super confident. Yeah, and back it was a really forth. good portrayal of what I remember feeling like at that age. Yeah. as far as um, confidence in myself, and then what I think a lot of people probably felt or yeah. feel. You know, totally. I, I don't know. I love this movie. I'm, I'm going to watch it again as soon as I can.
1: Yeah, that's what I was saying. It really captured that teenage awkwardness. Yeah,
0: completely. And that can range from that just
1: overcompensating with confidence to crippling self-doubt.
0: Yeah, and that's what I loved about Ladybird too. Like, there's that scene, right, in the grocery store um, yeah. where she, like, runs into, I think, Danny, right? You come here often. So you come here often. What's up? Um, these a big family. And then, then the other time she's just like, oh, I'm so, like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and that's such a nice... It's so it's so nice when a director, an adult director, gets that right about childhood. Mm-hmm. What was I watching today? Um, oh, man. It, hmm. There was a scene with children outside. An adult was going inside, and kids were playing with sticks, like sword fighting. Okay. But they didn't look like swords. They were like... Sticks? Um, whatever, yeah. Man, I wish I could think of it. Um, maybe it was yesterday. Anyways, I, st- I realized, like that was way too structured. Like they were like saying, ha ha, I'm going to get you. No kids say that. When kids play, adults look at it and like, this That makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And I think a good director in movies like this can convey exactly what that feeling is. One of the kids
1: should have just smacked the other one in the face with a stick. Like that's the rule. And the kid just goes down crying as mom's inside. That's how it should have been.
0: Yeah, but even that, like, the games that, like, if you look at kids playing in real life, like, you ever, you know, you go to a park and you just watch kids play, that sort of thing. I don't do that. (laughs) No, you shouldn't do that. That was a test. You passed. But if you have, like, little younger relatives and stuff, their games never make sense. No. They're just, like, stupid games Mm -hmm. with no rules. And I hate when movies try to make them way more structured. It's like, that's not real. No.
1: Like, I'm thinking back to Christmas when all my family got together.
0: They're just little fucking maniacs. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing. They're just, like... I'm going to ride this skateboard down the stairs. Yeah. And, but in their brain, it's like they're bobsledding up a hill. Yeah. Like just, just cutting their hair and not saying words. Like Cuba Gooding Jr. and Snow Dogs. Am I right? So I think that the, the equivalent of that is this is like a teenager with, who is portrayed with nuance and subtlety, which is almost the same thing, and care. Yeah. And you're not just like, this is what adults think this should be. This is actually an experience of somebody that age. Yeah, makes uh, me wonder if the the director was going to
1: write or the the writer was whoever the novel it came from a book, yeah, right? It was based so a book. Yeah. yeah, it makes you wonder. Like, was this kind of founded in some personal experience? Just because of the identifiable nature of it? Yeah, dude. The be-
0: I mean, the best the best stories are grounded in some aspect of truth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just like the best lies. So solve solve solved nothing with that one. Actually. Man, that just got deep. Yeah. I'm in an existential crisis right now. Do you want to jump back to this beer and rate it?
1: Uh, something. Jobim Hayes? To, like hold a pillow or something. Yeah. Yeah, no, Jobim Hayes. This beer is- It's b- so good. Dude, I didn't think that this one would be, be, be-, would be better than the first one. Yeah, because words are really hard, but this one is actually a little bit better than the first one.
0: Um, I, so um, I just had my second drink of it and I'm right there with you. It's way better than it was. Uh, well, then the first one was, right? Yeah. I'm going to give this beer like a 9.2. Dude, I like it. Yeah. You like my rating or you like the beer? Both. They're both beautiful. What do you give it? Hmm.
1: Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Give it a 9 flat. 9 flat. Deal. I know I said it was better than the... That's okay. You know? Well, well you gave the other one what? An 8.7 originally, and then I think I tried You it a 9.3. I tried to bump it up to a 9.3, but... Uh, I'm going to say eight, seven for the
0: first one and a nine for this one. You got to change that in our notes then. I will. Uh, all right. Fair enough. Well, this is, uh, yeah. Jovi Hayes by Nova Brazil. It's our uh, second beer of the night, a double IPA with 8.2%. Get it at your local bottle shop while you can. It's quite delicious. Do you have anything else you want to say about anything this week?
1: You know... It was a fun movie experience for me. It was fun because I watched a movie that I would never normally watch. Right. Just because I don't watch super dramatic mm-hmm. romance type movies. Mm-hmm. It's important to do that. Take yourself out of your comfort zone. Right. Look at something through someone else's perspective. Maybe learn something That's really, about yeah. how yeah. other
0: people think. Yeah. And if this movie accomplishes
1: nothing else, I hope it accomplishes that.
0: Yeah. It's just a different perspective. I Yeah. This movie is fantastic at that correct yeah if for no other reason you should check it out just go see what life is like in somebody else's shoes i'm all for a good you know um what's a good example of a movie that is garbage but fun to watch oh like a zoolander or like a, yeah or like maybe more like action like, like the like, expendables yeah, or yeah like that kind silly. of stuff like go watch that if you want that's cool you're gonna forget about it in a month yeah it's not less and, but, and those are good mindless entertainment absolutely but there's some movies that come out that offer some true life experiences from a different person's perspective. And maybe they'll make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Which is great. Life happens outside of your comfort yes. zone, as the, people have said. Yep. And I think this is great. I love this movie. I love these beers today. This was a blast of an episode. It was. Great new brewery. Yes. Check out Novo Brazil. Yeah. Um, they'll be in Chico a lot more nowadays.
1: Yeah. And also check out Call Me By Your Name. I think we both really like the movie and it's... it's culturally a very important film. I think everyone should see it. Yeah, well, that guy across the table is Johnny Summers. And that guy over there on tour is Max Bernardi. We'll see you next time. Bye.
0: This is Fresh Hop Cinema.